Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast on Free Your Mind with Misty. And I am so excited to share this podcast with you. I guess excited is not really a word. I mean, I am to a point, I guess. Um, as I have told you guys um, in the past few podcasts, um, I had a lot of like life-changing scenarios happen. A lot of life has just been a roller coaster recently. Um, and that's what took me a little longer to get back behind the microphone again and really commit to all of this. And um, again, I apologize. My voice is a little raspy, still dealing with the, the vid. And um, but going to get over that, going to rise above. But um, this podcast is very um, I don't want it to be somber. That's not the point. Um, the point of this podcast is very much so hope and and appreciation and love and all of that. So, um, and I'm not going to share names for the most part because um, I try not to get too, too personal um, sharing this, but this was something that I felt like I, I needed to do a podcast on because there's such a great message behind it. And um, even though it's very personal in my life. So um, most of you know, I have a son and uh, he is on the spectrum, but he is highly functioning and he is just a really amazing spirit and soul. And I'm not just saying that because he's my son. He definitely just exudes a uniqueness about him and he's just awesome. He's an awesome kid. And I've been very blessed and fortunate to have him in my life um, for the 21 years that I've had him. And um, in my life, uh, there have been a lot of people that have played a huge influence um, in Nate's, you know, and um and his grandfather was one of those people. Um, those of you that don't know, really quick background story. My uh, my son's father was my ex-husband. I was married once before my current marriage, and that was to Nate's father. And uh, me and him, uh, we were high school sweethearts. Um uh, we got together when I was 14 and it just kind of evolved and uh, got married and had Nate and did all the things, you know, we, we planned it all. And, you know, it's that high school sweethearts and, and it got to a point and, and I can speak this for myself. I can't speak it for him, but I kind of felt like I was going in one direction and he wanted to go in another. And I just felt like, mm, I, I didn't want my life to be a lie. I didn't want to live a lie. Um, so, and I loved him, but in a different kind of way, um, like a respect, like an adoration kind of thing, not a deep love. And, and it hurt to feel that, you know, it hurt to know that, you know, that high school sweetheart puppy dog love couldn't withstand, I guess, whatever I was feeling inside. But anywho, um, so we got divorced and things were rough in the beginning, but, um, I consider my ex-husband a friend. Um, he is someone I always will care about. He is someone I always want to see do well and have blessings in his life. And and um, and with that uh, came, I had four brother-in-laws 
Um, he had four brothers and also came with a father-in-law and um, the mother was not really known to me for a quite a few years. It wasn't until that me and my husband got married that she kind of started coming back in the picture. But um, my father-in-law was a very um, stern man, but um, very devoting to his boys. Like his, his boys were his life. And, uh, and so were his, some of his grandchildren. And, and he really gave it everything for his family. I mean, I, you seen that even though he had this hard exterior, you know, that he had a heart of gold. And um, one of those people he had a heart of gold for was Nate. And and it was so cool because through um, through the, the divorce, uh, I can tell you that my father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law, I guess you would call him, um, never faltered me, never, never was nasty to me. Um, even though I know I hurt his son and I know that his boys were, were everything to him. Um, he, he never really came at me about anything. Um, the only time that I think him and I ever had words or a disagreement was one time oh, years ago, I think eight and eight was like eight, nine or 10. And his grandfather, a lot of times would be the one that would be the mediator and dropping him off and, you know, picking him up for, for his dad. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes something got mistaken or something, I don't know. And, and, you know, he had words and, and I kind of told him, you know, he told me how he felt and I kind of told him how I felt because, you know, I kind of felt like I wasn't exactly in the wrong either in this situation. I don't even remember what it was, but anywho, that it was then it was that, it, that was it. it. It was just, that was it. And after that, you know, I apologized and, and he understood and, you know, we moved on from there. He didn't harbor any ill feelings and we had a great relationship. And my son, even up till, you know, just a few weekends ago, uh, he would stay with him every, like usually once a month and just stay the weekend with him. Uh, cause he lived by himself. Uh, his grandfather did. And, uh, Nate just kind of enjoyed being his buddy, being his pal, you know, he really enjoyed his pap's company and, and he really did for the most part have a huge role in raising my son and who he is today because, you know, his grandfather, Nate's grandfather put a, a lot of effort into the relationship and the bond they had. And it's almost very eerily similar to the relationship that I had with my grandmother growing up. Now, granted, my son wanted to go, you know, and spend time it was, it was a choice that he made, but I was forced to go to my grandmother's house. It was something that I didn't have a say so in. This is just what was going on. And, um, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't regret that. I, I, I had to harbor, I, I harbored feelings towards my parents, uh, for a little bit about all of that, but never harbored any feelings towards my grandmother about that because, um, she was a saint and did what she needed to do for me. And, her and I developed a great relationship, a huge bond, um, because, you know, I was there so much, you know, every weekend. And, and a lot of times I spent weeks at a time in summertime, you know, with them, with her and my uncles. And, you know, so you develop this close bond to where they are almost another parent to you. And um, which really makes it hard when they leave your life. And. Uh, that happened to my son on Christmas night and 
it was gut-wrenching, I will tell you. Um, that it was, it was, it's really hard to lose your family members and those that you are closest to, but let alone on a holiday. And it was, uh, it was weird. It was so ominous. It was so, it was so hard, but you almost, I, I had to see so much in it. Thank God that God was giving me the right words to say and, and what to do and, and all of that, because I know out there, there are so many people that live so many different lives. And when I tell you this story, I just want you, as I tell the story, to know that everything that I do is because I have the heart of God behind everything that I do. I really want to try to follow the ways that Jesus told us to be to each other while we're here on this earth. And that was my only motive behind anything in this whole story. Uh, is compassion and love, because that's the greatest thing that you can give people, especially in times of sadness and, and, and tragedy. Um, but um, my my son was with my his dad on Christmas morning, um, even though he's 21, he still he has younger siblings that, you know, still enjoy the spirit of Christmas and everything. So he does go down there every other year and spend Christmas morning. So he could see his young, younger siblings open up their gifts and everything. So um, he was with them and, and we knew that his grandfather wasn't doing well for a few. And I kept telling Nate, cause I really kept feeling like a pressing in my spirit. Um, like around Thanksgiving, I told him, Hey, you know, I know you usually split up Thanksgiving, but I really want you to go and just spend all day with your dad. I feel like you never know, you know, when it could be like the last holiday, you know, with Pap not doing well. And I know, and I kept telling him, Nate, I know you don't want to hear this. I know that it's something that it, it's an, it, it's inevitable, Nate, it sucks, but you know, just knowing that he's been sick and off and on and not really telling you guys much, I really feel like you need to do that. And he did. And, and I'm glad that he did. And then he had Christmas morning. Well, Christmas morning, he uh, he was able to go see his pap. And, I, and I, to this day, I still would get his grandfather birthday gifts and Christmas gifts because I just appreciated the man he always has been for my son, you know, the grandfather he has been for my son. And so it was always a, him, his grandfather and I, had a shared respect for one another. It was an unspoken respect. And I know that he knows. I know he knows. Him and I had a talk whenever we had to see him in the hospital. Unfortunately, he had passed, but he knows. And I, there was plenty of times that I wrote in cards that, you know, I appreciate all you do for Nate and you're a great example and, and just the love and the, the accepting that you are of him exactly who he is. You know, unfaltering love was, was awesome. And, and something that you just don't get too often sometimes in life. And he was blessed to have that. And um, so we did get to see him. And that morning, apparently, all was well. And, uh, well, not well, but, I mean, he really wasn't showing any traumatic signs of anything, according to, you know, Nate or my ex-husband at the time. So he did get to see him on Christmas morning. He did get to give him his gifts and, and tell him he loved him and, spend that time with him, you know, and lo and behold, did he know that that was the very last time. And uh, on my way to, uh, I went down to my parents and, and celebrated with them. And then, you know, I had Nate with me at the time. And on the way 
from leaving my parents, um, my son gets a phone call that his grandfather's on his way to the ER, that um, he's having a hard time breathing. They think he might be having a heart attack. So Nate was just kind of like, I could tell that it was something big and he was, it wasn't quite right. Well, um, he got off the phone. I said, Nate, what's going on? And he's like, they're taking Pat by ambulance to the hospital. They think he might be having a heart attack. I said, all right. And he, I could tell that he was really beside himself. Um, and I'm like, take, you want to take my hand and pray? I said, let's pray. You take my hand and we can pray right now. I said, Nate, I, I, your pap needs prayers. So he, he got himself together and he's like, yeah, I want to do that. So I grabbed Nate's hand and him and I were driving, my husband's driving, we're in the car and I stop right then and there and we pray, you know, for his grandfather, for his spirit, for his soul, for his life, you know, to help the doctors, um, guide them, direct them, you know, whatever they need. And to rewind a little bit on this story, which I think is a very prominent thing to note on. Um, earlier that morning, uh, on the way down, before I even picked up Nate, I noticed a hawk that was just kind of peering down and almost felt like he was piercing his eyes in me. And hawks are my spirit guide. They are one of my spirit animals. Um, I truly believe in animals being able to be guided by spirit and being in your life trying to send you a message. And typically when, when I see a hawk and it is kind of stooped already not in flight to me that means that I need to stand strong and I need to observe and um I was just like mm, okay well, that's cool I love my hawks you know like you know but usually when they're around I know that I, I need to to be spiritually aware um fast forward from that instance after we had picked Nate up on the way down to my parents' house. Um, this was about two hours before we received the phone call. My parents live down um, by a river and uh, a lot of wooded area. And um, as we were driving, all of a sudden on like by this one barn, I noticed like this huge, like mass of black and my son noticed it. And I didn't say anything. I knew, I kind of felt like I knew what they were, but I wasn't too sure. And then my husband slowed down and Nate looked and here it was honestly probably 18 vultures that just were sitting still along the side of the road, side by side by side by side, in like a mass lump. And they just watched us drive past. And Nate looked at me and he goes, I don't like that. And I'm like, and I kind of had an eerie feeling myself, but I didn't want to play into it too much with him. And, uh, I said, yeah, that's definitely kind of ominous, Nate. I said, that's definitely a creepy feeling. He goes, no, mom. He goes, I really don't like that. Like he almost had a feeling like that was a message, like something wasn't right. Like he kind of knew something and he didn't tell me about, you know, he, he just told me that, yeah, he did, you know, get to be with his grandfather and they had to get, they got to have time on Christmas morning. And uh, so I really those two instances to me with the hawk telling me standing still to be strong and observe and and then to see two hours after that you know the, the these vultures kind of come and you know it was just it's very it was it was it's almost like you you become in tune with with the world and 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 then to receive that phone call two hours later after seeing those vultures and then yeah it was it was a little much all kind of coming at us and 
So then we get back home and, you know, I told my ex-husband, I said, you know, if anything changes, let us know, keep us informed, you know. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we got a call um, around 645, 630, something like that, that um, he's not doing well. They don't know if he's going to make it. And my ex-husband was a mess. You know, he was this man, this, my ex-father-in-law, my, my son, I hate calling him that, but my son's grandfather, he single-handedly raised three of those five boys himself. Um, their mom kind of walked out on them. I don't know the, the situation behind it. I never really asked or pride, but that man single-handedly raised three boys by himself, his middle, his David, which was my uh, ex-husband, and then the youngest boy. And, um, and raised them up and he did a fine job because those three boys have so much art and they've done such great things in their life and they should all be proud of themselves and you know i know dale definitely should have been proud of who he was in raising them and he did the best that he could and not only that he also took another grandson under his wing before he took my son under his wing that was kind of having a a rough go in life and um it just shows his heart it does and uh he he really gave it his all his family his boys were everything to him and uh it was a hard loss um it's one of those situations where you know who is the backbone of your family you know who is that staple the glue that holds it together and that's who he was and um we all knew it was going to be a rough day and we just never thought that it was going to be Christmas. And I kept, I kept praying. I was flying down the road because I just wanted Nate to get there before he did pass. And I get the phone call when I'm literally just two minutes around the corner from the hospital saying that he, he he's gone. And Nate was so angry. He just wanted to tell him, you know, so much. And I told Nate, I said, Nate, stop and I know you're angry and I know you're going to be mad and you're going to be mad at God and you're going to have all these questions and you're going to have all this hurt because I was there once too you know I told him you know how I lost my my grandma and who was like a mother to me and how I didn't have closure and just be grateful that you got to see him today and celebrate with him and hug him and tell him you loved him you got that last time you know, I know you wanted to come in here and tell him, you know, all the things you need to tell him before he slipped away. I said, but he's here. He's here in spirit. He sees you. He's with you. He's holding you. He's right by you. You got to believe that. You got to have that faith. And it just, it hurt. It hurts so bad, not just for my son. But it hurt so bad to see that whole family go through it because I knew what that man meant to them. And I guess the point that I'm trying to make in all of this is that I was an ex-wife. I was someone who probably should have been shunned by that family. Someone who should have never been spoken of before and erased from their life because that's what society thinks should happen in divorces. Society thinks that we should totally 
uh, be ugly and divorces are not meant to be uh, smooth and you're you and you know the stigma I don't need to to dwell on it but what I'm trying to say is is I had a heart of Christ to know that there were people that were at this hospital that hurt my son in the past that allowed people to say nasty or negative things about him and uh I didn't care at that moment I was Jesus I embodied the soul of Jesus and I hugged them and I, I just wanted them to know that I was sorry for their pain, but that he, you know, he was in a better place. You know, he knew God and, and he said the Lord's prayer even before he, he went on and moved on and we know where he is. I mean, he was a saint on this earth and that was something that I had to say to all of them, that he was such a gift to this earth. So what a better, better fitting day to move on than when God gave his son, who was the greatest gift to us. He just wanted to be remembered as the gift he was. And you can't look at every Christmas that comes and goes as a sad day now. I know it's going to hurt. I'm not going to say it's not going to hurt. That's all part of the fleshy suit that we carry while we're here on this earth. He just maybe wants to be remembered for who he was to each and every one of you. And I told him all that, you know, and I was there for my ex-husband and his wife and their kids. And I held them all and we cried together and we, we shared how amazing this man was, the impact that he had on us, you know, and that's what it's about. That's what the love and compassion of Christ is about. It's about looking beyond that's my ex-husband, my ex-father-in-law. Uh, these are people that, you know, said nasty words and hurt my son. It's looking past all of that that the flesh causes and looking deep down to the root and the love and compassion that needs to be held within each and every one of us to be able to give to our fellow man in their time of need, in their time of sorrow. And it, it felt good to be there for them because these are people that I shared my life with at one point, you know, I, I never wished any ill will on any of them ever, you know, cause they were at one point my family. And as much as he wasn't my quote unquote father-in-law anymore, I seen him almost every other weekend you know, from the time that my son was three years old, well, a baby, let me get, hold on, you know, because he was in my son's life from birth. So from birth until just on Christmas day, I mean, my son was very much so a part of, of his life, you know, and, and very active. And, you know, I just hope that Families, regardless of situations, regardless of turmoils, regardless of things that have happened, fallouts in the past, whatever you call them, as you may, that sometimes none of that matters. <laughs> and sometimes you're going to need those people and you're going to want to have someone there with that compassion and that love for you 
as they had for you that day, you know, as Jesus had for you when he died on the cross. It's to embody that and have such a have such a full circle moment. It's kind of overwhelming for me to know how much I grew as a person and 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 just to to really help these people, this family that I I once knew, you know, once had and was part of. And I just I just wanted to do it all out of love for my son and for them and be there as much as I can. And I, I still, you know, just check up on them because I know how much it hurts to lose someone that was that important to you. And uh, it, it's something that can never be replaced. But I tell him because my my ex-husband, he's a man of, of God. He is a man of faith. And I said, you know where your dad is. I said, you just, you got arrested that. And I know it hurts that you can't talk to him, but you can. And that's what, what I'm trying to say is if you are that deep in your spirit and, and you, as you talk to God, you can talk to any of your family members. They hear you. They know, they know, they see the pain you're going through. They don't want you to cry. They're happy. They're free. They want you to remember all the good times. And yes, they're, they're glad that you valued them as much as you did. But they just want you to take what they imparted in you while you had them here on earth. And they want you to walk forward with it. They want you to embody what they instilled in you and move forward with it. You know? There's a saying that kind of goes, I think that, you know, you're worth, your words are worth more when, when you're gone. And it's true. You know, people will say things and give you advice while they're alive. And you think, oh, yeah, they're just talking, you know. And then when they're not here, they become of utmost value. You hang on to them. So I guess, uh, yeah, it's it's been a rough few months. And uh we're all working through it and each day it gets a little easier and it's definitely been uh, life-changing uh, just in the few short three weeks and our two weeks or however long it's been. But um, it's a part of life. Again, going back to uh, a podcast, the two podcasts that I had said prior with the trauma being a pacifier, uh, life is always going to change. That's, that's a constant. It's never going to stay the same. What you knew your life was like yesterday, you can wake up tomorrow and your life will be completely different in the blink of an eye. And uh, each and every moment, value it. Value each other. Make amends. If you got a petty disagreement with someone, solve it. You know, uh, nothing is worse than not having a good resolution to an end. Uh, it'll eat at you. <laughs> it'll eat at you for a while. So I will leave you guys and thanking you for sharing, like allowing me to share this with you. Uh, but I really felt that I needed to because I felt like 
there's so much stigma on exes and baby mama drama and like I'm not and I'm not saying this to to toot my own horn by any means I'm just saying that I don't feel like I could have been there for this family the way I was had I not really grown so much in the past few years it really was a telltale sign for me I mean I would have been there for my son no matter what but you know, I see my ex-husband's family still as family to me, and I still care about them. And, and you know, my son's stepmom, you know, I told her, and I, I'm always there for e any of them because they are family to my son and they care for my son. And it's only right. And the world, what this world needs more of is love and compassion for each other and, and not being petty or not feeling malicious or jealousy or anything towards one another. If we learn to look at every single person and soul with a love and compassion, then we will start to treat each other differently. We'll start to look at each other differently. And the world, in all honesty, and I'm not talking about the masses, but I'm just talking about your little world, your little bubble will be so much brighter and so much happier if you lead with more love and compassion. I thank you again for allowing me to share this. Uh, I appreciate healing love and prayers for my family and, and my, my son's father's family. Uh, I keep praying for them just for, just for healing. Cause it, it sucks. It's a part of, it's the changing part of life that sucks. And, uh, I appreciate you all. And I really hope that this word just made you think a little about where you stand, maybe with a certain someone that you want to just make things right with. And uh, I appreciate you guys. And I think you will all be happy to know that my next podcast, we will continue on my paranormal life. Love you guys.